Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I am Sparta. Today, we're going to hop straight into it, starting with some of the best advice I've ever seen, received, gotten, heard in my life. And that advice is don't try. So I got this and I first heard this advice in The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F by Mark Manson. Wonderful book. Highly recommend it. One of the funniest, greatest books ever. Hilarious. One of my favorite books. Now, don't try. What what type of advice is that? Just give up? What does that mean? So Mark explained this advice really well. And he first he shared his story. And it was a story about this writer, Charles, uh, Charles Boo Wig or something. I don't remember his complete name or how to pronounce it. I think it was like Bukowski or something. And that guy, he was kind of uh, how, how would society call him? Society would probably call him a bum. And he was a bum for most of his life. You know, worked at the post office, hated his job, spent his paychecks on booze, and he treated women pretty badly. He wasn't the greatest of people. And then one day, he just decided to quit his post office job, say, F you, I'm leaving. And he left. And then he became a writer, and he actually became one of the most popular writers in American history, at least for your English teachers. I guess we we don't read his works, but the English teachers out there, they love him. And so he ended up, you know, being pretty, you know, career-wise successful at least. And that's because he, he put the effort in. He, he started writing. He quit his job at the post office that he hated, and he became a writer like he wanted you know, the story of do what you want, right? We love that story. We, we want to hear that story. We see that story and we're told that story all the time. And he followed it. He did that and it worked out. And then on his gravestone, it's written, don't try. Yeah, pretty great, dude. What a, what a guy. I mean, you, you have this story in your life and he still wasn't the greatest guy. He became a writer, but that doesn't mean he stopped, became, he stopped being an alcoholic and a womanizer he's still pretty pretty uh what a character he was he was still a character but you know what a guy you do all this stuff you do this thing in your life you turn your life around and then you put on your gravestone just don't try you leave that for everyone that's the lesson that's the moral of the story of your life as a writer that you wanted to leave what the heck (laughs) what the frick why and mark talks about it mark manson he explains it in a way that I can't recall exactly, but I have my own understanding and my own own words. And it is that you can't do anything or you can't make anything happen. You can do and you can do whatever you want, but you can't make something happen. As a human being, you're entitled to your actions, not to the results, not to the consequences. You have control over yourself. We talked about it in How You May Be a Slave in episode, what, 19 or something with the double slate experiment. But yeah, you have control of your actions. However, you, whatever happens due to your actions, that's not really in your control. That's just a, a reaction to your action. And this is the basis for the idea of karma. Karma. Uh, karma isn't what goes around, comes around. Karma is simply cause and effect. It's simply Newton's third law. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. That's just how it be cause and effect that's all karma is and so the other idea that this gets into don't try is vyaragya and 
that's this we can make a viagra joke there if we want to i think most people that hear that you know viagra or yeah viagra crap my pronunciation just went to crap viagra you hear that yeah you think of viagra it's not viagra uh it's a sanskrit word viagra for detachment and detachment is detaching yourself from the results, detaching yourself from what you're doing. And that doesn't mean apathy. That doesn't mean to not care. That just means to let go, to allow it to, like water. Think of water. A river, you throw something in the river, the river just keeps going. You know, it'll just go around the thing. If you put a log in the river to block it, the water will just build up until it can go over it. Or it'll just go right through it because water is extremely powerful for some reason. But yeah, like the river, just keep doing. That's it. That's what detachment is. You just keep going. You're just detached from the results because you don't have control over them. It's hard to be. It's hard. A lot of people are attached to the results, but that's. I'm not. And it's hard to understand how people are because. How can you be attached to something you don't have control over? That's weird. That's like being attached to the weather. You, you can't do anything about it. Well, I guess if global warming is a thing, do your part, I guess. Yeah, that I guess you can do, your, do something about. But other than that, when you're not attached to the results of your life, which you shouldn't be, because again, you're not entitled to the results of your life, your life will change when you detach yourself from those results. Stress and anxiety specifically, those things will just go down drastically. They will minimize themselves so much, it's insane. And an example of this idea of don't try of Vyaragya is taking a test. So I, I took a physics exam. When I'm recording this, it's been like three days. But when you're listening, or if you're listening to this when it comes out, it was a week ago, last Friday. And so what did I do? I studied that's what I did. I didn't try. I didn't try on the exam. Why would I do that? But what does that mean? What do you mean you didn't try? You don't care about your grade? So I did what I could do. I can't control the result. I can't control what grade I'm going to get. What can I control? I can control my studying. So that's what I did. I just studied. I didn't try to get an A. I didn't try to pass. I didn't try to whatever, whatever, whatever. All I did was what I could do. And that's studying. That's all I could do. And, you know, if you do that, if you just study and you just do what you can do, then you'll, you're not only going to do better, but you'll feel better. Don't try, all right? You only have control over what you have control over. You can only do what you can do. You can tell people things, but you have no control over how they respond. You can work, but you have no control over how much you're going to get for that work. You can do a lot of things, but you have no control over what happens after. You control what you control. You don't control the the reaction to your action. I'm repeating myself a lot here, but it's it's so simple. But for some reason, people don't love this. People, I love this advice. I absolutely enamored with it. I and I give it to people, and they get mad at me, which is the, probably the first reaction. What the frick do you mean don't try? I'm not going to fail my exam. So people tell me I'm stressed about the test. And I say, all right, don't try. And they, they get pretty angry. Like, what the frick do you mean? I'm stressed because I want to pass. Why, why would I not try? That doesn't make sense. And sure, maybe at first thought it doesn't. However, if you just study, 
You just give no care, give no Fs about, as I mean, the subtle art of not giving F is where I heard this. So you give no Fs about the result. You just give an F about doing what you're doing. You just keep doing it then it'll work out better. And with less stress and anxiety, when we like speaking on a very objective basis, less stress, less anxiety, you're going to remember things better, you're going to do things better, you're probably going to perform better, your mental cognitive abilities, psychologically speaking, are just going to be better. So speaking on an objective level, this advice also has an extraordinary amount of merit. So yeah, that's some great advice. I just gave it to you and what it means. As If you take it or not, I highly recommend you take it. Don't try. And the next thing... I want to talk about it's something overpowered, something in life that if you have it, if you can use it, if you can get this thing, you can basically just win the game. You, you basically just have control over the game. You may as well have the cheat code. And I guess it's the title of this episode. Self-awareness is OP. Self-awareness is overpowered. In, in life, if you can attain self-awareness, you basically won the game. It, GG go next. Now, self-awareness is when you have that, when you have self-awareness, you can do virtually anything. Maybe you can't fly, flap your wings as much as you want, but you can't fly. But if you're self-aware, you'll understand that no matter how much you flap your arms, did I say wings? I said wings, flap your arms, flail your arms, you're just not going to take off. Unfortunately, you can ride the plane. Some people are like, ah, oh, people couldn't fly, but, uh, but we have planes now. Well, shut up. Okay. That's still not flying. I'm just sitting down and riding a big old machine. The plane's doing the flying. Shut up planes. If you have a fear of planes, a fear of heights, I apologize for your loss, but that can also be cured with self-awareness actually. Fun fact. So actually fits in perfectly, but the example I'm going to give is, is money. You can make a lot of money without being self-aware. Okay, you, I mean, you can live your life without self-awareness. It's not like you, you're going to completely fail at life without self-awareness. But again, self-awareness is like cheat codes. You know, it makes everything easier, makes everything better. And so, yeah, you can make a lot of money in your life without being self-aware. But the people that do that are the people that are crying in their Lambos. The people that are rich and sad are the ones that are rich and not self-aware. However, if you are self-aware, you can make more money than those people and not hate yourself after you get the money because you have a self-awareness you know who you are you know what you are you are aware of yourself the money doesn't mean anything to you you can attain it with or without you know caring about it again haven't ever talked about money money's a means what does that mean we'll talk about that hopefully maybe should i do that next week ah uh, Nah, we're going to hold on to that one still. Maybe the week after. No, I have to talk about the dopamine detox the week after. We'll see what happens, okay? One day, one day we will talk about money. And uh, when you understand what money is, a lot more of it will fall into your lap. I, I just, that's my experience. And I think that's just how it works. When you when you get what money is, it's just so much easier to attain and so much easier to to deal with, to play the game around. Anyways, self-awareness precedes change, right? And so just another little fact about uh, factoid of self-awareness. So we talked about the fear of heights a second ago. So self-awareness precedes change. Let's say you want to not be afraid of heights. You want to ride, ride the effing plane, go up on the Niagara Falls big old tower and look down. You know, if you want to be that person and you're afraid of heights, you have to be aware 
of that self, uh, of that fear of heights, right? You have to know yourself. If you know yourself, if you're aware of every word that comes out of your mouth, if you're aware of all the processes, processes and workings of your mind and your brain, you'll be able to better direct yourself, understand yourself and have an easier time accepting yourself. So, you know, well, again, fear of light, what's the first step in fixing anything? Understanding what's wrong. You, you can't fix something. You don't know what's messed up. Self-awareness gives you understanding. And although you shouldn't use self-awareness to, quote, fix yourself, end quote, I'm going to talk more about that next week. We're going to talk about more about this idea of fixing yourself next week. But yeah, self-awareness is what allows you to evolve with minimal effort. Creation and evolution is also a big old topic for another episode. Well, one day we'll get there. I'm going to send this episode to one of my buddies, and he's going to hear this part. He's going to be like, yeah, this is going to be a great episode. Anyways, let's give an example. Have you ever noticed yourself doing something? So for me, when I used to shuffle playing cards, not used to, I still shuffle playing cards. But back when I was shuffling playing cards, playing cards a few years ago, I was doing my cardistry. I would, I realized that I would like, do this weird thing with my mouth while I was performing. And it didn't make sense. It was really weird. It was a weird habit. But I noticed it. I got it. I noticed it. I saw it happening. And then slowly, every time I did it, I was noticing it. And then at one point, I began to notice it before it actually happened. Like I noticed my mouth, my muscles beginning to to do it. And then sooner than later, I stopped doing it. I was able to stop doing it. And how? Because I was just aware of it. I didn't do anything. I didn't say, hey, body, no. I just noticed it. That's it. That's all I did. I was just aware of it. And yeah, I mean, if you have a habit that you don't want, all you need to change it is self-awareness. You just need to watch yourself. Watch yourself when it comes up. And that can go to even the big things like addiction. You don't feed it. You just have to be aware of it. You don't ignore it because it'll come tap you on the effing shoulder. You just have to be aware. Where does the need come from? Where does the want come from? Where does that that urge to, to go take a hit, where does it come from? Just observe yourself, observe your mind, observe your body. Where does it come from? And when you notice it slowly, and you don't feed it, you can't feed it. All of these things that happen in the brain, they're like plants. The more you feed it, the bigger it grows. And if you don't feed it, don't water it, it'll slowly wither and die. It's a simple idea of how your brain will work. Anxiety, especially. If you have anxiety, which I know a lot of people do, just stop feeding the beast. And that's a lot easier said than done. But self-awareness is, again, overpowered. If you have self-awareness, if you can just watch it, if you can just watch yourself and that anxiety when it comes up, those thoughts of the future and that worrying and the catastrophic thinking, if you can just watch that, if you can notice when it's about to come up, then you won't feed into it. Because usually we just feed into it when we don't notice. We're not aware. You know, you're medit- if you've ever tried meditation and some most people try to meditate, like focus on the breath. And at one point you realize just randomly, okay, for the past 10 minutes, I've been thinking about God knows what. I have not focused on my breath. And you weren't aware of that. But if you are self-aware, if you keep your awareness on the breath, then you stay on the breath. It's about awareness. And when you have self-awareness, overpowered. Self-awareness is overpowered. And one day, maybe I'll start teaching on the podcast and we can talk about gaining self-awareness. But the simple answer for now, if you're interested in attaining this self-awareness, this overpowered tool, meditate. That's, yeah, that's it. But yeah, 
Well, we covered some great time with just those two topics. I'm going to real quickly... Why am I getting a text? I'm going to real quickly then cover this. So I want to talk... I'm going to do this dopamine detox that I've been talking about. And I think the day this comes out, this episode comes out, actually that's going to be my last day, um, you know, not on the detox. So the day after on the Saturday, uh, I'm going to be begin doing nothing. And so I think I'm going to take two days like off completely from everything. I think two days is going to be zero electronics, zero anything, no reading, nothing. I'm just going to sit there on the ground and exist. (laughs) That's it. That's going to be the move for like two days just to like completely reset my brain just to like calibrate it. And so the thought of that, I'm not going to lie, kind of terrifying. And so I've done nothing for a day before, twice. One day I did it for five hours and another day I did it for 10 hours. And yeah, scary. Now with that, with the, with the fear given, uh, after I finish my dopamine detox, I think sometime in December or in January, why, why are the texts happening right now? Anyway, sometimes in December or January, I want to run another experiment. And that experiment is going to be living in the present. Um, like we talked about at the top of the episode, if you're not trying, and you're just doing what you what needs to be done right now at this moment. And the way I'm going to have, and I'm going to probably have to go through my dopamine detox if I want to finish it and not like fold, take it one day at a time. So I know I can do it for a day. Like I said, I have done it for a day, it's possible for me. So every day, I just need to do it that day, you know what I'm saying? So one week, that's a long time one week, nine days, not even a week, it's more than a week, it's like a week and a half almost, one week is a long effing time, okay, but one day is short, I know I can do one day, can I do one week, I don't know, so you know what, I'm not gonna try, I'm not gonna try to do one week, I'm just gonna do one day, and then I'm gonna do one day, so I'm just gonna do one day, I just need, I don't need to get through a week, I just need to get through one day, nine times, you know what I'm saying, so yeah, I mean, yeah, that's going to be fun. But the other experiment I want to run, yeah, living in the present. So keeping my mind and my brain in focus just on the here and now, you know, just right here, right now on the present moment. I'm curious to see how that would impact productivity and my mental, right? Especially with school. I think I do want to do it while school is running because I want to see how much work I get done, how fast I get it done. And, you know, not thinking about what I'm going to do, not what's going to happen tomorrow, just, or what did happen, how I did on the exam, whatever, none of that. I just, being in the present, that's where I want my mind to be for like a week. I want to, I want, I just want to run it through and I want to see what happens. And will I be able to do this completely? Like, will I be able to keep my brain just constantly in the present? No, because if I could do that, well, that's enlightenment and I would be enlightened and I would be the Buddha. Unfortunately, I'm not the Buddha. Uh, not the, I'm not Buddha, Buddha just means enlightened one, I'm not Buddha, I'm not a Buddha, unfortunately, maybe one day, hopefully, one day I can be Buddha, but Buddha, by the way, is the proper, or not the proper, just one of the pronunciations is Buddha, and that's the one I run with, but yeah, unfortunately, I probably have a very long way to go before I uh, become the Buddha, become enlightened, so, you know, this experiment is going to be, it's just interesting, but you know, will I be able to completely do it? Of course not. I'm not, I'm not there yet, but it'll be really cool. And it'll show me like what I'm sure it's going to be amazing. I mean, living in the present, it's you're, you're hitting flow state constantly. That's what being enlightened is. And that's what being in the present does. So yeah, 
How am I going to do without being enlightened? Yeah, I just have to be aware of what my mind does so I can stop it from thinking in the past or the future, which ties everything together. We talked about not trying. We talked about being aware, self-aware here. I got to keep my brain in the present and that takes self-awareness. And with that beautiful tying of everything together, I'm going to sign off for this episode. I want to record another episode tomorrow so that I don't have to worry about it while I'm taking my, my dopamine detox. So hopefully that'll get done. Yeah, I started the script on that, so I think we'll be good. Anyways, thank you for listening. Please share this podcast and I will speak at you next week.